Welcome on in. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksford with you on a Monday. A ton to get into today as we get closer and closer to football season, but also baseball there. The uh, entrance for Edwin Diaz, the closer for the New York Mets, who had a great weekend against the Atlanta Braves, including Jacob deGrom yesterday. We'll get to a lot of baseball today, futures, um, how we did over the weekend. Of course, football preseason, everyone plays this week, where I think... I believe it. If my, if I'm right on this, Aaron, I believe we are exactly one month today from NFL kickoff. September 8th is Bills Rams. We're a month away from this, but we got a lot to get into. Well, Zach Price on later uh, talks of futures with us. Uh, Aaron, how you doing this morning? Good, good. I was really excited about Degrom. I mean, he has what did he strike out twelve? And yep. took a perfect game into what inning? Uh, the sixth. I mean, that's yeah. in just his second start returning. It hadn't pitched in over a year in a major league baseball game. I mean, that's just so impressive. Yeah, he was great. I thought it was a statement weekend for the Mets, uh, the way they played the Braves. And it's this. And they didn't make remind- any huge moves. They, did nope. they even need to? I mean, with Scherzer and DeGrom, I mean, it's going to be tough to compete with that. Yeah, of course. I mean, the, the, I mean, you can make case of two of the five best pitchers in baseball and they're on the same rotation. So th- this race reminds me, uh, and we talked a lot last summer, Joe, about the Dodgers and the Giants last year. That's what Mets Braves reminds me of. They're both going to the playoffs. They are both threats to get to the World Series. It, it doesn't really matter except for the bye, right? Because the team that wins that division likely gets a bye with the Dodgers through the first round of the playoffs. But that was a Mets weekend. I mean, it was DeGrom. It was, uh, it was everything. I mean, they, they just, they were the better team this weekend. Yeah, and um, it, there was this happens after the trade deadline. It really felt like there was a separation when you look at not just the Mets series, just all of these series across the board. The, the Cardinals were the number one story to me and what they did to the Yankees. We loved the deadline. There were a lot of reasons that we felt that you could buy into them. Then they had a starting pitcher, and we know the talented position players that they have, the strong defense. And then it was all on display. I was like, yeah, okay. We got it done against Washington and Chicago and the Cubs. But now we're doing it against the Yankees. Now what do you think about us? And they have two true NL MVP contenders on their team. Like Phillies, Nationals, Phillies, a lot of reasons to buy. We talked about that too. And it's a national. They did what they were supposed to do. And that is part of this over the final two months with a lot of these teams. And the biggest story in Major League Baseball was the San Diego Padres last week. And yeah. that number gets all the way down to 9-1. to one. Well, now we're sitting here on Monday morning, less than a week after they make all their moves at the trade deadline. And the, and the number goes from 9. Now we're back up to 13. Dodgers say, yeah, that was cute. But uh, welcome back to the real world. Get off, get off your uh, cloud nine for a minute here. Because you're not getting a buy in the first round of the playoffs. And you're the buzzy team. Everybody's talking about you, but uh, you're going to have to deal with us at some point. Yeah, the Dodgers just swatted them away. Like, yeah, that, that's just yeah. cute. You've got Juan Soto. We have 12 <laughs> great players here. So that's that's great. Yeah, the right. Dodgers reestablished themselves in case everyone forgot. They're the best team in the NL. And Joe, the other side of the Cardinals sweep, something we talked about last week, how do we fade the Yankees? The Yankees for a month plus now have not looked like a dominant team. They were for two and a half months. 
I, I saw articles that were out there in June. Is this team better than the 1998 Yankees? That was the team that won 114 games in a World Series. No, they're not. I mean, that that was an all – this is a good team. The Yankees are good, obviously. But it's going the other way with them. That The AL now, I, I, every day I'm starting to feel like, all right, where is the team? And trying to find that team. And I think we've, we've, we've identified Blue Jays, Astros as possibilities. But I – I I don't think the Yankees are going to the World Series. I, I I thought that three months ago, but they may have peaked too early. I don't feel it with the Yankees right now. You laughed at me a week ago when I brought up the idea of taking one of these crazy long shots in the AL East. Now, we're not there yet, but they have not played great ball over the last month, nope. and we've got, we've got to look forward. If you're going to hit these long shots, you're trying to find something that – we might be in a position uh, in the end of September where they're just hanging on, just hanging on to the AL East. That Toronto number drops every time I look. I see it as low as 12 to 1 for the Blue Jays to win the division. Now, I would not be interested in that, not with the, the current gap that they have. But but just saying, they're vulnerable. They are, they are quite vulnerable here. And then your Mets are in the opposite. The, the Mets, you got, you got to feel good about your Mets futures right now with DeGrom pitching like that. Like that guy's, un, if he had just come back a month earlier, he could have won the Cy Young. That, that's how good he is. I mean, he's just unhittable. Dude. And he's just coming back too. It's ridiculous. But yeah, got to love what the Mets are doing. And I think also I was expecting the Mets to do something you know, crazy at the tra trade deadline and they didn't. And look, they're still really doing well and even without DeGrom without Scherzer they were still able to keep pace so this is a good team you know this might be the opportunity to buy into the Braves while everybody's going over the top about the, the Mets this morning six and a half game gap gap they're plus 650 the Braves the run differential is not that far off we know Atlanta's going to have a run in them down the stretch this has got to be the best number they've been all season Oh, or at least I mean, since early June, right? When they went and they started yeah. their uptick. Yeah, it's the best number it's been in a long time. Yeah, so that would be something you might want to take a look at. And if you're if you're looking for dogs in divisions, like what's yeah, you know, obviously you look at the schedule moving forward, but any anytime you're gonna see the big reaction to to one of the good teams, I'm gonna we know it's gonna end. I'll I'll, I'll be looking to go the other way and and when is the right time to go the other way? Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, and this weekend was all Mets, right? So next time they play, it might be all Braves. That's the way these these things tend to go. That will be close by the end. That one matters. That's the race that matters because the winner of that division is going to get that that buy in the National League. So that that is a big deal. So a lot of fun baseball. We'll get to more baseball later for today, and of course um, this week Survivor. Though before we get to it later with this week, it's over, right? The Marlins did not cat. They didn't get through. It was, it was the Friday game. Was that the killer? It was the Friday game. Uh, they were up one. Yeah, well, officially, the officially it was a Saturday killer because after right. losing Friday, then they had to win Saturday, Sunday. I, I was looking. I was so frustrated. I, you knew it right away, and I don't think it was a bad selection when you got a six-game week. You've got the Reds for three, the Cubs for three. They lose both series. I mean, they are just this offense. We keep talking about it. They are so pathetic. Last thirty days. Their weighted runs created plus is 63. 63, That's worst That's in awful. baseball. They're hitting 213 over the last month as a team. Like I, I watched a good amount of the series over the weekend. Just anytime you got two runners on base, one out. 
They're not scoring every time. Every it was just ridiculous every single time. Uh, David Behrman, our guy, he put this out there yesterday because he's been going under on the team total for the Marlins. They have scored three runs or fewer in eight straight. They have scored three runs or fewer in 17 out of 21 games. Three runs or fewer. Um, they have, in the last month, nine home runs as a team. Nine home runs over a month. Judge has more than them, the entire team. And uh, I, I saw some frustrated Marlins people putting out uh, how they're averaging 3.9 runs per game all season. The Florida Panthers were scoring more goals per game no. than the Marlins are scoring runs per game over the course of the yeah, season. That, that's not going to work. I, I don't care if you have good pitching. That's just <laughs> – it's it's not going to work. Yeah, I mean, it's bad. Yeah. And that I think the, was a Friday – I was watching a little Friday's game. It was an afternoon game. They are up one nothing until yep. the eighth, and the Contreras hit a home run. And I was that's when I knew. I was like, you're sunk. Because then they had – yeah, right? They would have had – yeah, and a Friday, the Friday one, they had – now I'm blanking on the Marlins pitcher at the moment. They had like a no-hitter going into the fifth or sixth. I'm like, they're still going to yeah. lose, and they did because <laughs> yeah. they can't The score. only teams in baseball to score less runs are the Pirates, A's, and Tigers. It's bad. I mean, they're a bad offense. I mean, that's yeah. the bottom line. And it's, yeah, it's no, torpedoed right. what should have been a 500-ish season, and now what? They're hovering 9-10 under, and it's just it's terrible. I hate it. Um, all right. Yeah. <laughs> the pitching. I love the pitching. They couldn't hit enough. Okay, we'll get to more baseball later. In the show, football stuff. Um, so the Rams and Stafford keep downplaying this elbow thing. Now he, I did see some footage of him out there practicing. So it's not like he's on the sidelines sitting, but I feel like, Aaron, that continues to be the story that everyone's wondering. Is there a story there? Is it not? And I don't know if we're going to know anything for real until we get to the first week of the season because he's not playing the preseason yeah. anyway, Stafford. Yeah, and plus the preseason has changed. I mean, it seems like so many coaches don't want to tip their cap and, you know, allow teams to see so much of what they're doing and try to keep things a little bit a secret. So I don't think we're really going to know. I thought it was comical what I saw out of Stafford, everything that they're saying. So we go from, what was it, Friday we were talking about McVeigh's comments? Oh, it's a little abnormal. We tried some things over the offseason to now this, the quarterback is going so far. Oh, we got a great plan. I'm feeling stronger. You know, it's just, quote, general soreness. Every, everything's fine. Everything's good now. It's, boy, did they change their tune over a, a day or two. So the head coach of the team, the guy that's in charge of everything, it's like abnormal. We're, we're just trying, basically admitting that they were trying things over the offseason. And Staff, Stafford talks, we're all good, feeling strong every day. This is wonderful. This is great. Your typical crap that you get out of training camp. I'm going to side with the head coach. And behind the scenes, they were probably like, yeah, we shouldn't have said all that. We shouldn't have said all that. But uh, I alarm bell still off. I don't give a damn what Matthew Stafford had to say over the weekend. Yeah, and of course they're going to downplay because now it's a story. They're being asked about it. They, they don't want to talk yeah. about it. So that it's always interesting to watch kind of the storylines of what stories stick, which ones don't, which ones try to get downplayed. Another one mm -hmm. we saw yesterday, which just kind of made us laugh, was that Ron Rivera said that Carson Wentz is, is battling inaccuracy issues at training camp. <laughs> Not a big deal, though. And he is going to play in the first preseason game. He hasn't played in the preseason in a long time, this, at least the first, like, the start of the preseason. So – um, I, I, that commander thing. I know we've had some guests on Aaron that have said that have been more pro commander this season. I, I just, 
that's it's a weird vibe with that football team always especially the quarterback now added to i agree so i talked to a former commanders player yesterday and i was just like oh you know i i pretty much told him about the inaccuracy thing like what are your thoughts and he was like oh carson wentz isn't a practice guy it's a new offense like downplaying it like it's not a big deal i'm like okay keep drinking that kool-aid pal Yeah, I mean, we can put it out there. They're putting it out there. They've said it on our shows. The pro football focus guys like Washington. Doesn't mean they like them to win, win uh, the division. The, the division or be oh, a it's more over. Football. But they win like total. them over the win total. Yeah, yeah they they like them over on the win total, and I have a have a tough time buying into that. But uh, I I did see some of the some of the fade patterns to McLaurin. I understand a small piece of the argument that that once didn't have any receivers in his previous stops legit receivers and he has a legit receiver in McLaurin now and when McLaurin's on his game you can't really stop him that's something once hasn't had but I don't know man I'm I'm not buying into that I, I and I guess that if you are going to give support to that team, you're saying positive regression coming back the other way on the defensive end, right? right. Something we did not see last year, uh, probably more health as well. And it it is a open division. It's wide open. I think everybody is going against the Cowboys. And I I think that makes perfect sense. So you don't have to be great to win that division. And maybe that's... Uh, the overall viewpoint. And if you're in that division, you are going to have a soft schedule. Of course, they have one of the softest. I mean, that, that's kind of the opposite of, of the fade, right? Like, I, I don't want to believe in this Washington team, but the, the schedule is Trent, the schedule projected win totals. They have one of the easiest ones. But we hit it last week when we were talking about, you know, division straight forecasts, like one, two, three, four. The one I think yeah. we liked the best was Washington in last place. You know, you pick maybe Eagles one or Giants two, right? You, Joe, you've been high on the Giants. I, it would not surprise me if Washington ended in last place. If the Giants, if you're, if you being high on the Giants turns out to be something, I'm, not, I'm saying maybe they win eight and, the, and Washington would six or seven. Like that would not surprise me. We'll, we'll see what happens. We get to see the preseason starting this week, which um, we'll see, it's always interesting. We'll talk about on the other side, which teams are going to play their guys, which teams are not going to play any of their guys. Heard Brian Dable this morning talking a little bit about his plan with the Giants and kind of watching these first-time head coaches. Joe, that we'll talk about it coming up, but that's the theme of this week's going to be each coaching staff handles this differently, and we just got to pay attention to the information out there before we bet this. So we got that coming up. Yeah, yep. a lot, lot of Lots different of, angles. Pay attention to the coaches' quotes a lot this week. Yes, because that's that's the tell. That, that's the tell of whether these guys are going to play or not. Joe O, Joe Gier, and Hawksworth, BetQL Daily. We'll dive into NFL preseason week one on their side. Who's playing and how do we think each team is going to play? That's next on the BetQL Network. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gilio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL.